Hey y'all, welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I am your host, Dan Scotland. If you're currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at iamcannabisativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit me up on Instagram at iamcannabisativa. Feel free to check out our official Twitter account at iccativapod. You can also find and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, Overcast, Radio Public, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and the Google Play Music Store. Please rate and review us on iTunes, as rating and reviewing us will bum up the pod on their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs. If you like what we are doing and you find yourself coming around often, please become a Patreon supporter of this podcast and support us. By supporting us, this helps us to keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to HTTPS anchor.fm slash I am cannabis sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash I see sativa podcast. You can support the podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have a $5 tier if you're feeling extra generous. Hey y'all, Mrs. Steva here. Hope you guys are having a good one. Um, so, as as you know, a, a, a huge motif that's a big part of this show is the price of cannabis and the price of specifically the the price of medical cannabis, specifically for those um, for for working people. You know, um, because it's a Schedule One narcotic in this country. It ain't covered by insurance, so you're having to foot the bill for whatever form of cannabis works best for you entirely on your own through your own dime. You know, um, if you're a veteran, you get you get um you get a certain percent off in a lot of, if not most MMJ states. Um, if you're below the poverty line, you get a certain percentage off. Um, if you provide forms and documentation, but. 20% off 20% for a vet for off a I don't know $400 ounce or $500 ounce in New Jersey is not really that that isn't really a, enough you know there's still it's still a $450 flipping ounce or let's let's be generous and say it's a $400 ounce let's say that you get a 20% off discount in, in Jersey I'm I'm just making numbers up because I, uh, I I don't live in Jersey so I don't know but let's say they get 20% off um, their medicine and ounces are 500 bucks. You do the math, that's still 400. That's still 400. That's still two car payments. But um, Jersey, Jersey is having, a, although they have a pro-cannabis governor that wants legalization and although they've struggled to do this, they are eventually going to get adult use through ballot measure next year um, on the 2020 general election ballot. Sadly, it's not looking like this measure is going to have home grow, which is unfortunate. But I, like I told you in the previous episode, you got to continue fighting. I'm going to tell you in this episode, you got to fight. You got to continue fighting, you know, even even when it seems hopeless. You know, I struggle with this too, you know. Um, 
uh, as you see, as you can see with our previous episode, when I talked about how I, I want to go to California, I want to move, I, I want to move out of mass. I, I still do. I still do, but I'm still fighting for as long as I'm here. And I feel like people should fight as long as they're in Jersey too. Um, hopefully you can be like me and escape, but, um, for the time being, we got to make what, what we have, um, where we live the best it can be. So I'm going to read this article from, um, 420intel.com. Um, it's short. I don't want to keep this episode too long. I don't want to take up too much of your time for this episode. So let's get to it. NJ medical marijuana prices could be cut under new plan. They're now the highest in the nation. Governor Phil Murphy's administration will help lower the cost of medical marijuana by requiring for-profit companies entering the market to show how they will cut prices before the health department allows them to operate. Um, so shout out to, to um, Daily Dope Show. I just thought of him right now. And so watching his latest video about uh, doing, doing a recap, um, he's... He's um he's doing videos again and, and he hasn't missed a step at all. Um friend of the show, he's awesome. Um so what what I will say is that I was watching his latest video and um he was saying that he was saying that um that w- w- when he was talking about I think the Morak or or, or yeah, he was talking about the Morak and recapping that. And he's he's a grower. He's a he's a grower. He's been growing cannabis and been in the cannabis business for longer than a lot of people have been born. He's been doing this for decades. Before it was before it was cool, and he's eaten he's eaten all all the risk, and you know had to do this when you know this wasn't popular and this wasn't cool, and you had Reagan telling you it was bad. You had Bill Clinton saying I did not inhale, and you had um. What other? So yeah, there was H W who was like H W who was who parroted Reagan's views on on drugs, and then you had um, Bush who who <laughs> I mean he's GOP. I mean he was I mean he was a he was a quote unquote evangelical Christian. I mean you were, you aren't gonna get good reform under him, and you didn't. You had lots of raids under George W. Bush, lots of them. And, um, under Obama, you had a lot, but then it slowed it, it, when the states, when Colorado and Washington state legalized and the coal memo happened, that's when those raids stopped for the most part. I mean, there's still, there's still raids happening on a state level, I guess, you know, in California, they're still, they're, they're, they're raiding and seizing sort of, um, quote unquote legacy and, and black market cannabis, but you know, they're, California's going to raise their taxes next year when, you know, their taxes for adult use are some of the highest in the country. One, two, uh, um, people that were doing business and were doing fine under their Prop 215, which was their medical, you know, they're being eaten alive by Prop 64, which is their adult use because of all the regulations, the added taxes, um, the added red tape, the added bureaucracy, the potency limits, yada, yada, yada. They had a good thing going, and adult use ruined it. From Reefer Rev, like Reefer Red Show, another friend of the show said. But back to what uh, Daily Dope said, he was saying that with the More Act, with 
social justice and, you know, expungement and, you know, giving licenses to those affected by the drug war. That's very, very awesome in theory. And he he 100% supports that. And I 100% support that. I, I do think there should be some form of reparations paid to people, to drug war victims. Like, like that's the word I use, drug war victims. You can give me credit for that. But um, that's that's what that's what I drug war victims do deserve that. But he was saying that you don't legislate from you don't legislate or regulate from the top. So by saying that, oh, we're going to we're going to say that these companies can't have to have to come up with a price, a price lowering plan or a feasibility plan that just creates that just in theory creates more red tape. And then makes it so only the only the rich white millionaire back people can get in the venture. So even though they earmarked money or they earmarked um, spots for um, for social equity and um, social justice applicants, what ends up happening is the only people that can wade through the tape or 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 go through like the bureaucracy. Only people who have money could really really have the funds to be able to do it and. What so yeah, I mean what you end up happening is you know, the the things that were earmarked for minorities end up going to white people anyway. Like he was saying in the video. Um so I mean I'm so I guess to tie this back to the article, like this is a, this is a good plan in theory, but if we if we put more red tape to the six dispensaries or whatever, I think it was like six or seven that already dis- existed in New Jersey, they already have red tape as it is because I mean, they they wouldn't they wouldn't have five hundred dollar ounces if they weren't struggling. So you're gonna make them struggle even more by this fat plan when you could have just or or what's the name? Where you know someone like Governor Murphy feels really it feels really genuinely interested in making this a program that that was workable for New Jersey medical marijuana patients. He'd have he'd have meetings with 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 uh, Maine activists. He'd have meetings with California activists. Ask about Prop Two Fifteen. You know how how was such a the gold standard, and how you know it, it, it provided opportunity for craft growers. It provided good prices. It provided amazing selection. You had home grow. You had everything. It was, it was it was a gold standard, Prop Two Fifteen, and that now that gold standard has moved to Oklahoma, like Reefer Rev has said. But the best way to sort of the best way to do this is to just open this up to craft canners. Make make getting a license like five hundred dollars or two hundred dollars. You do that. Make getting a license two hundred bucks. You do something like that. You know. Uh, make renewing two hundred bucks or something like that. Um, I don't know, like stuff. That's those are ways you do it. Allow people to home grow. That's that's another thing. And allow and allow people that are patients and allow caregivers to service more than one patient. Have them service many patients, like like you were able to do in Michigan. Like you're able to do in the Western states, have caregivers service more than one person. So that's that's one that's one way to do it, and have a robust caregiver network and make the the, the red tape they have to do to renew every year make it easy. You do that, you're gonna have a lot more businesses. You don't need to do this like technocratic fix, which probably won't even work. 
Um, so it's better to go that route instead, you know? You just make it easier to, to open a business in, in New Jersey, a, med, a medical marijuana business. You know, again, Governor Murphy and, and the lawmakers don't have to, they don't have to start from scratch. They can talk to some people, some some craft craft growers in Maine, ask them how Maine does it, how Maine did it, how they, they had home grow, how they have it. So, you know, mom and pop stores can open. And, you know, if you, if, if you want to grow some cannabis on your property and, and sell to patients and provide for patients, you're able to do that. It's really, really easy to do. You do things like that, and it's just going. The prices are just naturally going to fall. The competition is going to naturally increase, and you're going to have the best outcomes for everyone involved. You know, um, I don't know, but again, a lot of these politicians they don't have cannabis backgrounds. They they did did it a couple times, or maybe for even frequently in, in in high school or college. They're like, and then Reagan told him it was bad and we'll piss test you and um, we're going to marginalize you. So you better stop after your college years. And then that's what that's that's what that's what most of our politicians are like. They, they stop during their college years. You know, they're just beer and wine with maybe Xanax on the side people now. And they don't have a personal stake or they don't have a personal relation with cannabis. It's just some, oh, me, me, some people benefit from it medically, I suppose. But it's still a deadhead. It's still a deadhead issue. It's low priority. It doesn't, it doesn't have any big impact on, on people if we, if, if we provide access. So we're just going to drag our feet and, and treat it as a low priority issue when it's, it's a health issue and it should be a much higher priority. But that's, that's not the politicians we got now due to dare, due to 70 years of reefer madness, due to, you know, just propaganda. We don't have those politicians right now. We don't have politicians that think like you and me. And we're still we're ways away from it. We're we're getting there, you know. Um, we have we have Nikki Freed, who um, she's she's the agricultural agricultural commissioner of, of Florida. She's both a medical marijuana patient and a concealed carry um, firearms owner. So we do have one of our own in in, in, in politics right now, and it, it has happened. But that's just one person. We don't, you know, we have AOC, who's 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 um pro drug decrim in general that's just two that's two people in, in all of, all of, of congress i know there are a lot more than that but again um the the amount of people you have that are truly pro cannabis is not really that much you know that really put their neck on the line you know because it would have been legal a long time ago it would have been would have even been decrimmed in obama's era in, in the, his first two years when he had a majority, he could have done it. He could have done it, but he didn't do it. But, um, yeah, I mean, you don't have that, you, you don't have the, you don't have the people, the people in Congress represent, you know, big pharma, big alcohol. They don't represent our interests and still feed into propaganda that they've learned from D.A.R.E. So, you know, you're... So someone like Phil Murphy, like Governor Murphy, is not really going to know a lot about how to make cannabis cheaper. You know, he's not going to he's not going to think about these fixes like you and I are thinking, you know, and it's up to you in Jersey to to let him know what, what, what we talk about on this podcast about about, you know, about how Maine does things, about how 
you know, how caregivers in many states could serve as multiple patients. So have, have a robust caregiver network, have home grow, you know, make, make the, make the cost and the bureaucracy as little as possible, little or none, you know, make, make getting a, make getting renewing your license a hundred bucks a year. Saskatchewan lowered their renewal fees to keep cannabis growers and to keep cannabis producers in the game because they want to keep it to the people. They don't want to, they don't want big marijuana taking over. And, and I mean, they made such a good move doing that. That's, 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 that's one way that governments can act correctly, you know, but enough rambling. Let's get back to the article with premium dried weed costing as much as $500 an ounce and no insurance company willing to cover the expense. Many of the state's 60,000 registered patients struggled to pay for their medicine each month. In an email sent Tuesday to New Jersey, six nonprofit alternative treatment centers, the formal name for licensed growers and retailers in Jersey, assistant health commissioner, Jeff Brown explained that if they apply to change their status to a nonprofit venture, they'll need to submit a plan explaining how they will cut costs and expedite the opening of new dispensaries. Quote, we want to see them accountable to what they pledge to do with these plans. Brown told NJ Advanced Media. In July, Murphy signed a law that allowed the medical marijuana providers to voluntarily switch from operating as a nonprofit to for profit. The nonprofit owners asked for the amendment because they have struggled to find their investments and were forced to pay exorbitant interest rates on loans. Marijuana possession and distribution remains a federal crime despite state law permitting it. The six nonprofit operators must submit a price reduction plan, a, a mobilized plan for every satellite location the original of the original six intends to open quickly. The proposals in the new for-profit must undergo a background check, according to the memo. The department performed a cost analysis in its latest biennial report and found that bud prices varied from $360 to $500 an ounce. There are seven retail dispensary locations operating across the state and serving a patient base that increases by about $2,000 a month. On the black market, the average price of an ounce of marijuana was $298 for medium quality, $343 for high quality, according to thepriceofweed.com. State Senator Joseph Vital, Democrat of Middlesex, also recently said he's drafting a bill that would enable state-funded programs to pick up some of the tab. Prices are depressing sales, according to the report. Patients on average are buying half an ounce every month, far less than the two-ounce limit allowed at the time, the report said. For a patient in New Jersey, buying a medical ounce of whole flour per month without a discount could cost as much as 6000 per year, according to the report. Governor Phil Murphy's administration in December granted permits for six new grower and retailers to join the market, but but none has opened shop yet, citing issues with acquiring local approvals and securing financial banking. On Monday, 
Compassionate Care Foundation in Egg Harbor took the first step in the process of becoming a for-profit by announcing its managing partner, Acres Holdings, a national company, intends to acquire the business. Yikes. Oh, man, that's big cannabis. That's Boehner's company. But anywho, um, yeah, I mean, like, like I said, if you are really serious about making this affordable, um, if, if, if Murphy was really serious, he would do what I, uh, what I said, what I said just a few minutes ago. Um, you know, he would meet with, he'd meet with regulators and with regulators in Oregon, Colorado, California, Maine, um, Michigan, um, Arizona. I would say, I would say it'd be even smarter to meet with like Arizona. Cause I feel, cause with like the current government, with the current, the current folks you have in the New Jersey government, from what I've been following, it doesn't really seem like you have the type of, of lawmakers that are, are going to be um, open to allowing home grow for patients or even or home grow for adult use. Or if they do allow home grow, it's going to be very, very limited. If you're going to and they're and these lawmakers are going to, for the most part, have to be dragged, kicking and screaming towards this goal. So, um so, but Arizona has, is, is very, Arizona, if, if, no, um, um, Arizona's program looks like what New Jersey's program would look like if, you know, if Chris Christie wasn't the governor and wasn't so, you know, favorably anti-cannabis or, um, or, or for, for that matter, you had ballot initiatives because then you can just put home grow it in, 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 in favorable conditions in the initiative. But, I mean, lawmakers still meddle, but, I mean, who knows? But, I mean, New Jersey doesn't have ballot initiatives, so everything has to go through the lawmakers. And um, in most cases, when, when states legalize through leg- legislature, they don't uh, – patients don't usually have home grow rights. Um, I know Vermont and Rhode Island are exceptions to this. Um I'm sure there are other states that might be, but for the most part, when you have to go through lawmakers, they don't they, they tend to not give you home grow rights, sadly. So I don't think you're gonna get that. But um in Arizona they don't really um you have you have to live you have to live far away from a from a major urban area or far away from like dispensaries to be able to home grow. So only only a few people can actually make use of the right in Arizona. It's not the not all patients get the right. It, you have to live in an area with 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 less access to cannabis that growing your own would be feasible or whatever. But um, but Arizona has a, a corporate cannabis structure. But for I mean I don't I mean I'm gonna have to try to get someone from an Arizona patient or an Arizona activist on the podcast I'll probably probably try to reach out in the coming weeks but um I, I gotta know Arizona system or I want to know it a bit more but from what I've been following you know um the it's, big cannabis companies run it you know they don't you don't really have craft cannabis in Arizona because because of the red tape and or because because only only people with millions of dollars could could wade through the bureaucracy and, and what's needed to open up business there. But 
but you even have dispensaries there. Um, I mean, they may be doing this cynically. Who knows? I don't live there. But you have dispensaries asking, like, the state to lower the, 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 the cost of a card so they can have more customers. And Arizona's program is already is still is already wildly successful before they before they ended up reducing prices earlier this year. It's a it's widely successful. It has it has several hundred thousand patients. Um, they pay they pay like like ninety or eighty or even less for per half ounce. Oftentimes, the ounces are less than two hundred bucks a lot of the time in that state. So they did a lot. So even though it's a corporate cannabis sort of deal and it's not like a Colorado or an Oregon or a California or a Maine, even though it's big cannabis that runs it, the, it's, it's a well-oiled machine. They're providing medicine for a cheap price. Getting a card isn't too expensive there. And the, the products and the pricing is, is, are, are very good there for a corporate cannabis sort of scheme. You know, um, it kind of feels like they're an exception to these corporate cannabis regimes um, that you have in the East Coast. Where, I mean, you you still have corporate you have you still have corporate cannabis in the East Coast in the Eastern states, but you don't have the good prices, you know, that um, an Arizona that an Arizona has in any of these East Coast states. And I think it's just how how they re- how we regulate it in the East Coast as opposed to how the Western states do it. But um, but yeah, I mean, if if you're in Jersey, definitely definitely research how Arizona does things. I feel like I feel like that's kind of what I feel like that's kind of what is the best Arizona patients could hope for. I feel like that's what they should shoot for. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, shoot for the moon, ask for homegrown, write to your lawmakers and demand it. But if you don't get it, it might be worth fighting for an Arizona medical cannabis bottle because it does seem like they're like how they run things is is it's a more efficient um, it's a more efficient version of what New Jersey is trying to do, if that makes sense. Um, so um, I don't want to keep this episode too long. I'm already closing in on thirty minutes, so um, I'll I'll let you guys go and um, peace out. There are a lot of regulations and laws being created that exclude the patient's voice. And that is because the patient has never been invited to the conversation. There are some priorities that you want to look for in proposed regulations that Americans for Safe Access regards as crucial, for instance, that uh, protect patient cultivation so that individual patients are allowed to grow their medicine. At the same time, the provision for a medical marijuana dispensary for patients who cannot or will not grow their own medicine. And increasingly it's important to protect the civil rights of medical cannabis patients. Employment, housing, parental rights, and uh, their rights to access to health care, especially around issues like organ transplants, where we've seen some persuasive discrimination in the states. And then finally, access for patients in every community. Look for uh, provisions that ban dispensaries or allow local organizations to opt out. There are also some pitfalls that you should be looking for. Uh, Regulations that prevent patients from cultivating or that restrict any sort of dispensary access for patients are of course gonna be problematic. Large buffer zones around dispensaries, unreasonable fees, extra taxation, all of the things that are gonna serve to roll back access and artificially limit it. And finally, when you're evaluating a legislative proposal or regulations, it's important as advocates that we set aside our personal interest 
to develop policies that would be good for patients. If you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support our humble little project, there are a few ways that you can do so. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for housing and equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to www.anchor.fm slash Sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash IC Sativa podcast. You can also support the podcast for as little as $1 a month. If you are feeling extra generous, we have $5 and above tiers. Additionally, if you wish to get in contact with us, you can leave me a voice message on Anchor. You can do this by going to www.anchor.fm slash I am Cannabis Sativa podcast and click the send voice message button. And I may just play it on a future episode. You can also call and leave a voice message at the phone number 617 617- Four six six nine three eight nine. That is six one seven four six six nine three eight nine. And I may just play it on a future episode. If you are in need of some good CBD products, you can also check out Sequoia Organics for a great source of CBD and hemp products. You can check them out by checking out this link: um, www.bit.ly slash 33FKRV9. And you can try the following coupon codes. Dog Treat 20, Tincture 20, 40% sign off ISO, and 15% sign off CBD. And you can use those codes to get a discount on various CBD products on their website. And if you're looking to get inexpensive CBD flour delivered to your door quickly and cheaply in New England, check out bostonhempire.com where you can get frequent sales on CBD flour and other products such as tinctures and edibles as well too. Boston Hempire will get you cheap CBD flour delivered to your door in New England and the rest of the United States for a very, very good price. And I highly recommend their products too. Feel free to enter the URL HTTPS colon slash slash shop dot Boston dot com slash question mark REF equals D Scotland. Peace out and ciao.